This podcast is recorded on stolen and unceded Aboriginal land. We acknowledge the First Nations and elders of this country and we join their calls for justice. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. I just realised that what? it's New Year's Eve and I've got grapes, which is a Spanish tradition that you eat 12 grapes on New Year's Eve. So maybe I'll eat 12 grapes while we record. <laughs> Six, eight, ten. Why 12? It is a Spanish tradition to eat 12 grapes on New Year's Eve? Yeah, I think it's like at the strike of at midnight you eat 12 for the 12 strikes and then it's oh. also for like the 12 months of the year you have a good year. Is that just like a straight edge thing? <laughs> You're not doing No, it's a Spanish thing. I learned it when I was learning Spanish. <laughs> well, in 2024 I'm going to try and not uh, drink alcohol. So Well, that's go good. I'm happy for you. What are your New Year's Eve plans, do you have any? No. Do you? Yeah, I'm going to be at a circus festival in Fish Oh, that's Creek. what you told me. Sorry, and I said that's really gay because you're there because your boyfriend does circus and you're gay for yes. him. We had mm-hmm. that. We had a little laugh. We had a little laugh. <laughs> Just one of them. Just one of them. Many funny <laughs> off-camera conversations that we yeah. have. We have heaps, yeah. If you want the dole for life, free marijuana, vote Greens. As always, the Greens are there to bail the Labor Party out. Imagine being excited to see Adam Band. They want to destroy the social fabric of society. We're stuck with the hosts of Chapo Shithouse podcast. Well, we hope whatever you're doing is great, everyone. It's the end of 2023, the final serious danger on this uh, New Year's Eve. Hope you had a great Christmas holiday break, um, non-denominational holiday etc this is a podcast about green politics in australia although this episode's going to be kind of light on you know intense policy wonkery i suppose okay good we'll see it's not an official greens party podcast it's made possible with the help of the green institute and produced by michael the griff griffin this week we are taking a look at the recently announced gen z slash z party a new political player Mm. well Relatively recent, also by the time this comes out. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of old news. Everyone has got yeah. their takes out, but we wanted to dive into it because there's some very funny stuff there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to celebrate the absolute worst takes and tweets of the year. Congratulations to everyone for having terrible opinions in 2023. Allow have us we to got awards? We should have done like proper awards for it. Yeah, sure. You can organize that. Okay, it's a bit like. <laughs> We got no plans tonight on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I could have made the awards. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks as always to our beautiful patrons, patreon.com forward slash serious danger AU for just three bucks a month. You can get bonus content. You will get a new Patreon episode in the new year. I had a chat to the brilliant musical comedian Gabby Bolt. She has this fantastic song, uh, fully sinking the boot into Albo, calling out the bullshit <laughs> Labour government's position on Gaza and genocide, but also it's a little bit funny. And it was a really interesting conversation with her about that song in particular, but her work more broadly. That's a good one. Um, oh, yeah, I thought we should maybe ask people if they have some more questions for us because we're very interesting and very wise. And if they have interest, uh, questions for us they want answered on a Patreon episode, send them on through. We'll do another mailbag Q&A kind of thing, yeah? Yeah, that would be fun. I love questions. Are you eating the grapes now? Yeah, I had one grape. I've got 11 <laughs> yet left. <laughs> <laughs> Hello at SeriousDangerPod.com is our email address, or you can send us a message if you are a patron via our Patreon as well. Questions about anything, about us, our own politics, about the Greens, about the podcast, about the state of things, we'll do our best to answer them. We love hearing from our little patrons, don't we? And our big ones. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some more beer. Okay, I'll have another grape.
with us here on Six News this hour is Thomas Rex Dolan, the founder of the Gen Z Party. Great to have you here. Hi, Leo. Thanks for having me. So why launch the party in the first place? What are your main focuses? And um, also, I do have to ask, why the Americanized pronunciation? Uh, well, I'll stick with the Americanized pronunciation first, um, because it's how we pronounce it on TikTok, right? It goes Gen Z, goes Gen Z. Um, there's a flip up between the two. And I think Gen Z party has a bit more of a ring to it than Gen Z party. Do they call themselves Gen Z or Gen Z? They say what do they Gen say? Z. Gen Z, of course they do, little Americanized children. They've watched too much YouTube. You sound like, you sound just sound like just fucking like Sky News. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> Emerald, the Greens could be in some serious trouble in 2024, okay? We've got competition. There are what? some new kids on the Who? block. No, impossible. I'm talking about the recently announced, in the last month or so, <laughs> Gen Z party. That rhymes. <laughs> Thanks. Kind of. So did you follow any of this? You saw this sort of uh, doing the rounds? Oh, no. no. I think I saw, like, I saw maybe a tweet about the fact that this, I saw that there was a video, but I haven't watched the video. We'll do that together in a moment. Um, new okay. political party announced, uh, it did got a lot of media coverage, I will say. They did quite well in that respect. Call themselves the Gen Z party. Okay. Now that's just sort of, that's just how young okay. people talk and the, the American, we've lost the battle okay. when it comes to the Americanization and yeah. the correct pronunciation of the word wow. Z. They can't say Gen Z. Much rather be associated with Britain. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, isn't it? They should, they should probably just call them the Zoom, the Zoom party. Wouldn't that be better? But anyway. That sounds ridiculous though, doesn't it? <laughs> the Zoom party. Yeah, you're right. Um, got a lot of coverage, as I said. It ties in nicely to a recent Patreon episode we released towards the end of last mm. year talking about intergenerational wars between millennials and the boomers. For people who aren't patrons, can you give us a very quick summary of where we sort of landed on that? Oh, I don't. Did we land anywhere? I mean, we were talking about, yes, boomers hold a lot of the wealth. That's a result of a, an economic system that, that exacerbates concentrations of wealth among the hands of, of a very few. Yep. We did talk a little bit about Gen Z as well, and as you get older, that you're no longer cool, and so millennials are now the old generation, mm. um, which I guess is why we now have to contend with this new fucking party. Yes. All right, this is the promo video that uh, they put out into the world. You can follow them on X, if you like, at genparty underscore au, if you so wish. It's, this is the promo video. Yes. Yeah. What? That's not, the, that's not the handle, but maybe it's good that people don't follow them. You can follow them on X if you like at Gen Z Z Party. Gen Z Party underscore AU. <laughs> Why are you promoting this party? I think this is this funny. an official Gen Z Party podcast. <laughs> it's not an official Greens Party podcast, but we it are is, a Gen Z. Think, now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. let's watch the video. We are poor. We are tired. Why are they talking? We like are that? sick of lies. Wait, that's... Boomers dominate Parliament. Sacrificing our future for their gain. We are Gen Z. The Boomers had free university. The Boomers could buy homes. The Boomers sacrificed our planet for their profit. <laughs> we have no representation in government. The Gen Z party is here to change that. We are Gen Z and we are uniting. Gen Z, your voice in Parliament. Join today. I'm going to have a problem, Tom. 
Oh, shut up. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to have a problem because I don't want to be mean to the children. Well, look, there are lots of critiques to be made. There's lots of fun to be had. But towards the end, I agree with you. I don't want to be too mean to the little kitties. And there are, I don't hate this as much as some people do, I will say. But I did not realize, I watched that video. I didn't realize they still had Scott Morrison. <laughs> yeah. There. It's Albanese and Morrison. Like, why not bring it down? so funny. So. We are poor is such an interesting way to start it. But anyway. It's also so, I'm sorry, so whiny, but then also they're also it's summing up all the stuff that just, I say in my little book. So what, who am I? It's who very, um, very theatre kid as well, I think, the, the voice. Yeah. I believe a lot of this was produced by uh, ChatGBT and AI as well. And you'll see the, the very generic footage of like oh. people protesting as well. So you might have just scoured the of internet course. for like young people being angry on the streets. Yeah, okay. Give me the Pepsi commercial and I'll put that yeah. in here. <laughs> What is your initial response, though, to this idea, the idea that someone's come together, young people have gotten together, and they said, let's start a political party, just focus on representing this certain generation? I mean, it's the same kind of idea as every other, like, single-issue party in a way, right? That it's right. like people might see something like this on the ballot. It's easily uh, clear or they it communicates a clear message about what this party stands for that people might... Uh, that might resonate with people and they might vote for it because people don't fucking care anymore and people have no faith in <laughs> in politics and so they would just be like it's like legalized cannabis you know people are like yeah i want to legalize cannabis that sounds good um yeah i'm gen z i want representation sure yeah but it's doing because it's a political party just for a certain age group i suppose like there's they're yeah. specifically ruling i mean so generation z zoomers uh that's 11 to 26 year olds okay so it's only a, so you know, only uh, part of that uh, age bracket that can vote or that could actually stand or is, is going to be seriously politically engaged. And they're pretty specifically saying, yeah, no boomers, this place is not for boomers, maybe even not for millennials, um, whereas new parties often are like, we're for everyone. We want we want to start a mass movement and join everybody. To, yeah. Um, Isn't it a, is it a preference harvester? Did that come out? That was the critique being made. I don't know whether that's necessarily true. Um, mm. I mean, having him registered as a political party. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Well, you can, okay. I'll give okay. you some more info and you can make up your mind. The party has been started by 19-year-old Thomas Rex Dolan, who's a very interesting character, and we'll come to oh. learn more about him. Intrigued. In a moment. Thomas. The general pitch. There's 4.6 million Gen Zs, Gen Zs in Australia with more turning 18 every year and we all have to vote. But it's like, who do we vote for? It's like, Dolan. who do we vote for? Who do we even? I can't even with Australian I can't, politics. That's, a, that's what a millennial would say, though. I can't even. <laughs> what do the Zoomers say? Uh, I don't know. There's, like, no who, one slay on the ballot. Who's got the correct amount of riz? For me exactly. To yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have Labor and the Greens, but there's no total alignment. Why oh. are we voting for a bunch of lawyers to speak about our common <laughs> experience and to represent us in Parliament? Now, this, I think, is my first that big problem. Yeah. That we hear a lot now too about, you know, representative politics and this very literal idea that there are no person who people of my same age bracket in parliament then we're not representative at all. I mean, Wyatt Roy was elected at the age of 20 in 2010 when he <laughs> was uh, representing the Liberal Party for the seat of Longman. That's right. Yeah. But I cannot I would not say that he was a millennial he was in his his uh, representation there meant much for millennials, or that his policy positions or his political acts 
had anything to do to improve the lot of young people. He was a yeah. 50-year-old in a 20-year-old's body and was part of the Liberal Party and so supported their general outlook. You know? That's like the, didn't they just say that the um, Liberal Party has pre-selected their first trans candidate as a trans woman running The, the head of transgender somewhere? Victoria is mm-hmm. running for pre-selection for oh, the right, seat right. of Kuyong. So who knows how she's going to go. I can't believe that you would do Why that. Why the fuck you would do that? But... but maybe that's what they think they need to, maybe she has, thinks she has a genuine shot and maybe that's they think that's what they need to win back. Maybe she has Kuyong. bad politics. I don't know. Well, she, clearly, because she's running for free to like, yeah, like, so it's like, why the fuck? Anyway, so yeah, voting for her is not going to advance trans rights in parliament. Not at all. The strategy uh, announced by this new party, they haven't registered yet. They aim to register in Victoria, followed by Western Australia and New South Wales. Dolan is based in Victoria. Wow, Queensland, Eurasia. Okay. Not interested, <laughs> hey? There's no it's young fine. people. I don't up care. There. Let's move on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> On Je- who would be the youngest member of Queensland Parliament? Who are the young young Queensland? Um, oh. I forget. I don't. Is Amy know. Amy's mid thirties? Maybe. Oh, uh, Amy wouldn't be youngest. That'd be a few younger than her. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Uh, on January sixteenth, the party will announce its first Gen Z influencers to contest state elections in twenty twenty four. Influencers. Oh, so they just sh- sorry. Okay, go. No, go. It's fine. <laughs> Influencers have shared experiences and common worldviews with Gen Z, Dolan told the media. If they take bribes or lobby donations from BP, their following will cancel them. Oh, my God. They have have a call out on their website asking for influencers with 10,000 followers or more to apply to run for the party. Um, And they they hope, Dolan hopes that this contingent of politically aspirational social media influencers can be our voice. So my brain's going in so many different directions at once. I don't <laughs> I know. know what I don't know what to say. Like pretty good stuff. Yeah, because it's like okay. First of all, is this just a way to garner media attention because everyone kind of hates influencers and it's something that the media are interested in? And so if you say we're only running influencers, I think the media are going to be like, "Wow, that's interesting." Yes. And yeah, is this whole party just about I don't know getting attention for something, or is it like? you've kind of said the internal strategy out loud where some parties might be like, what if we run influences? But you wouldn't actually say that, whereas these guys are like, that's what that's how we're going to try and win. So I don't know. He really does seem to believe this, and there's not a secret strategy at all. They're like, yep, we're looking for influences. He's, Dolan's like, influences are my generations. that They speak for our generation. They, they connect with my generation. They have followers. They share their that's experiences. They're the people who should be out there. Now, he's saying you don't have to be an influencer necessarily to run, but he's sort of saying this is the kind of people that we're looking for to hope to pre-select. Yeah, but okay, I think that they've um, they've reversed it because it's like influencers, the point is that their audience are representative of them rather than them being representative of their audience. The whole point is that it's the other it's the wrong direction. Right. Do you think? I mean, also, you know, I mean, again, Leo um, Polisi uh, interviewed him. He's done some stuff in Junkie as well. And every interviewer has been like, um, do these influencers need to like know anything about politics or have certain political commitments or beliefs? Or if they're just like opening boxes or posting videos of themselves falling down or lip syncing, is that also acceptable? Well, yeah, the beliefs thing, I guess, I yeah. You're going to tell me about their policies. Presumably, they have they have to represent particular policies. I don't really care how much they know about politics, to be honest. But yeah, okay. I mean, it, it look, it's a decent strategy. The hard quiz on ABC, you know, that Tom Gleason show was just doing 
there was a special for the end of the Christmas break and it was just influencers, right? So they they, they just got yeah. these young TikTokers on, <laughs> to, TikTokers on, to do, to do hard quiz. And it's like clearly oh. such a cynical attempt for the ABC to be like, please repost this to your TikTok followers and, yeah. uh, and help our views go up. So Yeah. But Dolan said he hoped that the party would be a broad church of Gen Z views. Mm. Red interesting. flag. Very interesting. So here are the policies. And as far as I can tell, he's sort of put these together by looking at government-run youth summits and youth parliaments out there and basically done a big sweep and sort of said, okay, what do all these young people, when they're asked about what they care about in politics, care about and put together um, the policy suite for the Gen Z party. They're a socially progressive party. Uh, Their environmental plan involves joining forces with the Greens in their push for net zero while ensuring all Australians become fair and equal shareholders of Australia's natural wealth, first through taxing profits of dirty exports and by restoring resource mines to the National Trust. So I guess nationalising mines is what they're talking about there. That's based. Go on. Kind of cool. They want burdensome tax penalties on transnational companies operating in Australia that create or use single-use plastic items. Okay, whatever. Uh, they say they also want all profits from exported coal redirected to provide Australians with free electricity and fund the transition to clean clean energy. Hang on, all profit any profit from exported, exported coal. coal. I mean, fuck yeah, go off. Sure, if you'd like. <laughs> then we come to this position. Quite a fan of the old nuclear power. Ah, uh, there it is. We're doing everything we can to stop climate change. We think renewables are the future. Australia is a petro state and we have to accept that. Our economy has been made from taking iron ore, uranium and coal out of the ground and selling it. We haven't taken uranium out of the ground, really. Yeah. We? we had a big ban on that. That was like quite a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But the climate is affecting all of us and it's bigger than just our economy. We need energy abundance if we're to grow as a country and pull ourselves out of this terrible recession we're currently in. Yeah. The solution is, as advised from COP28, nuclear. Now, that is not. Correct at all. Mm-hmm. That's Checking not my head. what COP28, uh, that is a Liberal Party line that we discussed on last week's episode with Steph Hodgins May. Ted O'Brien, the coalition uh, cl- climate dude, was like, this is the nuclear cop. It's all starting now. That's mm. not true. Mm-hmm. We should start focusing on converting coal mines to power plants. Climate change is a huge problem that needs to be addressed. The Gen Z party, when we get to power, will be supporting the Greens on this. We're aligned right. with them on their policies. I think no. they're doing great things for the climate. Okay, not aligned. No. But and to be like, I'm aboard the Greens except for the whole anti-nuclear thing. Yeah, that's a pretty big pillar, my friend. Yeah. Also, why the why would you convert? So the coal mines to power plants. That seems odd as well. Nuclear power plants, I guess he means. Why specifically coal mines? Like when you could convert them to any anyway. Yeah, I'm sure. Like this is stupid. Yeah, Uh, loves it. I mean, look, we haven't fully investigated the. And we get tweets from a certain account who are like, I'm a green who loves nuclear power. Right? There, there's yes, the, the there's like one or there. two that love to tag everyone involved with the greens. And, sure, which yeah. could, you know, that could be an interesting conversation one day on the show. But anyway, maybe Dolan mm. should do a bit more research about where the greens stand on that very, very big, important question. Yeah. Other policies policies from the party. Wipe student debt, free tertiary education. Sure thing. Interesting to say wipe student debt when not many of your uh, voters would have student debt. Yet, but I guess they wouldn't yeah. have it yet. I suppose they're staring down to it. He does seem a little bit confused. Like I think in one interview he's like, "What is a forty-four-year-old lawyer?" Because the the median age of a parliamentarian is forty-four. It's like, "What is a med- What would a forty-four-year-old lawyer know about paying hex?" It's like, "Well, they definitely would have paid hex. They 
they would have started yeah. a new degree after that. So yeah, that's they would know a fair bit about it probably. Read up on that a little bit maybe. <laughs> On housing, the party has pledged to shore up housing, particularly rentals, for younger Australians through ending no-cause evictions, implementing a powerful tenants' rights enforcement watchdog. I think that's also what we've... Yep, go on. Do we want that? I think we've said something similar. So sick of watchdogs. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Maybe I've made that up, but it just sounds like like we've, we've probably talked about some sort of body to better advocate for tenants, I suppose. Okay. Two-year caps on rent increases. Okay, but not again, not but actual two-year caps. Yeah, not I, actual caps on the on how much is or? being rented. This is the summary from okay. an article. Okay. And investment in social housing. Sure thing. Sure. Its social reform includes working towards a more rational, tolerant, non-judgmental, humanitarian, and understanding approach to drug use. Yes, please. All those adjectives. Sure. <laughs> Non-judgmental. That's that's good. Yeah, that's a lot. Rational, tolerant, non-judgmental, humanitarian, and understanding. <laughs> and supporting a form of recognition of the trauma that previous Australian governments have inflicted on the First Nations people. They generic, but yeah, sure. I think that you know they were the, the policy says like the the voice uh, referendum was defeated, unfortunately, so it was in favour of the voice. Yeah. Someone did point out that on their website, <laughs> on the First Nations page on the website. They've changed the. <laughs> no, sorry. what did they do? <laughs> they changed the this you know the yellow circle sun in the middle of the indigenous flag into a Z. <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't think they should do that. I don't know, I don't know about that. <laughs> Again, not very zoomers. So I can't you tell that's a very problematic, unwoke thing to do. That's not cool or whatever. Anyway, I don't know. And another big policy, they want to reduce the amount of tax under 25's pay, like like give them tax breaks to the point where it gets to zero. Okay, so what? if you're under 25, you should pay You can earn tax. as much as you want if yeah. you're under 25, zero tax. And then the zero minute tax. you turn 26. It all kicks in. That's funny. That's honestly. <laughs> that's also, so funny. Also, more pocket money whenever we want it. <laughs> okay. Sure. But I mean, that's that, that to me tells you everything about the lack of political content of all this stuff, right? Like, so yeah, exactly. No matter how rich you are, uh, yeah. no tax for you because you're young. It is a, yeah. what a is bizarre version for? of identity first politics is like. Yeah. yeah. What is the, what are the foundational principles underpinning that policy in terms of how, like how and why we tax? Yes, no. we have a progressive tax system, so if you're not earning as much money, you pay less tax. Now, you can make the argument for, you know, some tax breaks for lowing, for people on lower incomes and increasing the taxes of people on higher incomes, but we yeah. don't care how old they are uh, in that in, on that particular question. That's not relevant, you see. No. So who is Thomas Rex Dolan? Great name, first of all. Mm. He's 19 years old. He's a self-professed centrist who Boo. draws his... <laughs> Who draws his political inspiration from Golf Whitlam. Golf? Who's Golf Whitlam, Tom? Golf. Golf. <laughs> golf. From Golf Whitlam. Sorry. Yep. Oh, right, right. Sorry. Now I understand who you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a weird position to take? I'm a centrist, but I love Golf Whitlam. Eh. There you go. This is not Mr. Dolan's first foray into the political arena. At just 18, in 2022, he ran for the critical Victorian seat of Bayswater 
in a state election but fell far short, securing just 2.2% of the votes. That tilt was under the banner of the Democratic Labour Party, a party known for its anti-communist, predominantly Christian, socially conservative views, which fractured from the Australian Labour Party in 1955. However, the political angles Mr. Dolan now pursues suggest a radical shift in values. So he's been doing a lot of thinking, Tom. He's really he's gone doing a, a lot of learning, direction. reading. Yeah. The DLP. So that's Bernie Finn, who left the Liberal Party, who uh, hates abortion. Most famous in the Victorian yeah. political scene for thinking that uh, women should not have control over their own bodies. And this was a year ago. This is twenty twenty two. Yes. Now okay. a lot of the coverage interviews with Dolan has basically just been trying to be like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on here? You ran for the DLP in the state election, and now you're." purporting to be this so-called progressive um, and setting up this Gen Z party. And so he's got a few responses to this. Thomas claims that he left the DLP following a disagreement with it, with its executive, who is his father, who is the president of the DLP. Stop! <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, Dad, no. Oh, I love this story. That is so when he started his own party <laughs> based on being young. That's so funny. Fuck you, Dad. He's I don't want to pay any taxes. Continuing the family tradition of splintering <laughs> from your party. He has to. It's a rite of passage. Uh, they must have had an it's awkward Christmas, way. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, his dad is the president over the party's stance on climate change and other policies. Some of those policies are completely contradictory to those of the Gen Z party, including wanting to end all acknowledgement of country recitations by government employees end unfair sporting competition by transgender athletes, end the cultural Marxists' personal pronoun war, <laughs> <laughs> and oppose the racist voice to parliament. You, you enlisted to fight in the um, cultural Marxist personal pronoun war. Is that right? Yeah, you that's right, actually. I've been on the front lines for many years, you know. Yep, pulled yeah, up in tough, the draft. It's tough work. So, yeah, there's that. Now, again, he sort of has a few different contradicting accounts. He's sort of like oh, the party wasn't that right wing when I ran for them or I left Mate. the party when they refused to reform. He's like seriously trying. He should just say, look, it was stupid or it had nothing to do with my politics and it was and I just It was my dad's daddy. party. It was my dad's party. I wanted party. to do politics and so I ran for my dad's party. Pretty, pretty easy. How crunchy, sorry. How bad is the grape chewing? It's fine. Can you hear it? Okay. I don't. I used to eat on uh, radio, and it used to drive people insane. But I always thought it was quite charming and casual. <laughs> okay. This is Dolan talking about his own politics. I'm a state school educated Aussie. Now that's interesting because lots of people are like you private school fuck you suck. But apparently he went to a state school, and he's quite keen okay. to mention that. Also, though, this always fascinates me because I'm like, what kind of actual person? What person calls himself an Aussie from Australia? What Australian refers to any person as an Aussie? Fake. Thomas Rex Dolan does. And I must say, just listening to him being interviewed, his turn of phrase and just the way he says certain words, you'd be like, you must have gone to a private school. But He's just lying. Yeah, maybe. I'm a state school educated Aussie. Aussie. He says it with the, the strong S, like an American. Aussie. An Aussie. <laughs> yes. And a hard R. Yeah. <laughs> I was part of a union and used to work at a fish and chip shop, but I can't speak for okay, all Gen Okay, Pauline Hanson. <laughs> okay. Slay. What I can do is create a platform to elevate the voices of Gen Z. For example, now this is very interesting. Someone reached out to me yesterday and asked me, what are your policies on LGBTQ rights? as the few rights we have are getting stripped away from us and the government's ignoring pushes to make things better. I'm a straight white man and I can't really speak on this. So that's why I asked them what we can do to help protect and advocate for LGBTQ rights. 
We're hoping to receive and push out a plan on the platform next week. Wait, so they're like, hey, what can we do? And and he's like, I don't know, what can we do? <laughs> I like pussy, so I have no idea how to help you, I'm afraid. I simply yeah. I simply cannot weigh in on this. <laughs> Which, again, that's sort of a, a, a sort of mutation of concerns about identity issues. Now, yeah. you know, having a, lots of people, lots of different identities, being a welcoming place for all sorts of identities is good, but... You know, you should have a level of political solidarity and be able to say, yeah, I'm straight, but, you know, I believe in rights for queer people and here's our party's policies on that particular question. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to do some consulting and be like, should we have rights? What do we, how do we feel about rights for queer, for rape? Yeah, people? but yeah, also yeah, like right. specifically someone comes to you and are like, what are the policies? And they're like, don't know. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what are your gay thoughts about that? Being yeah. a gay person. Um, sorry, the next sentence has already sent me. <laughs> <laughs> My father's vaguely in politics. He joined the DLP, which is this crazy Christian party, and he ended up getting to the top and changing it from its hard right Catholic stance into a more progressive, still family centric political party. Mm, I, okay, first of all, his language, it sounds like he is an adult trying to speak like a child. Hello, fellow kids. Don't you reckon? Right. Little that. This crazy Christian party, he ended up getting to the top and changing it. Like, you don't speak like that. Damn, son. You all the way to the top now? <laughs> he said, Thomas, we need to run paper candidates. Can you run? I was like, I guess. I'm the youngest Australian to run. But I said I'd do it only if we can reform. We have this new world party and you can really make a difference here. But there was no change. So he said, I'd only run if we change. They didn't change and then there was no change. Okay, I see. Sure. So he's like, now I'm doing my own thing. Yep, There's sure. no change. The constituency is old boomers. This is fucking ridiculous. So I had quite a Barney with my dad about it. <laughs> see, he's gone from speaking like a child to then speaking like an old man. Like, <laughs> Papa and I had a real, really had it out, really duped it out. <laughs> <laughs> the constituency is old boomers. This is fucking ridiculous. Um... If you really care that much about this, then start your own party. So I created the Gen Z party and we've just gone viral. Piers Morgan wants to interview us and Sky News absolutely hates us. That's funny. Now, I must say, watching Sky News discuss this party made me sympathetic to Dolan. Yeah. And Are we just like rates. Sky News? <laughs> just hates them. And Caleb Bond is on there, of course, saying, oh, these young people are so silly. Stop dividing us by generation, all this nonsense. I'm sure Piers Morgan would treat them with contempt as well but I, I don't know I still have some begrudging level of respect or I there is something charming about people who have insane political ambitions and who, who go well, about things like this I suppose not to skip ahead but I can see that you've put the answer to the next question on here where, where he said he's not actually running I do no. like that yeah will you be running god no I'm not representative of gen z I'm an executive assistant and not the best public speaker. But one thing I can do really well is create websites, run social media and budget and spend. My whole job is just to manage the running of the party. People want to hear what influencers have to say. <laughs> so I'm not running in the next election. I want to support other people and say stand up for what they believe in and fight for what they think is true and right and needs to be done. Sure. What? Yeah, okay. Now, also, I mean, I will also say the influence, I haven't looked at the constitution of the party or anything, but certainly, and based on some other comments, basically he runs the party. There's no democratic processes within it. If he doesn't <laughs> no want members. someone to be a candidate, yeah, yeah. that's all. That's all Dunsky, So Just him. Mm. Fascinating. Okay. 
Something that this is a question from Junkie. Something that does concern me is that on the website it says that influencers can be from any political persuasion, from either the left or right. Do you think that's really going to work? I do actually. The left and right dichotomy doesn't really apply to Gen Z on the core issues that affect us. Who are you, friendly Geordies? <laughs> Really, we want to be able to rent or eventually buy our own homes. We don't want to be uh-huh. burdened by debt. They, these are the there? core issues that matter for all Gen Zs. Oh, Influences- these aren't political issues. These don't sit anywhere on the left or right. Yeah, no, gotcha. We just want solutions. I mean, this is Solution. the teal mind the virus are- infecting yes. the young people. Don't you think? Oh, my God. Uh, these yeah. are the core issues that matter for all Gen Zs. The influences across the political spectrum will represent those issues. What do you mean? Yeah. This setup will actually be more representative uh, because influencers are listening to and acutely aware of the views of their followings. Are they? This is the, you're, you're right. It's that fucking mind virus of being like, oh, the political establishment just doesn't know that there's a problem with the climate and with housing and debt. And like, we just need people in there to say that this is what's important to them as if that's not, everyone yep. doesn't know that's a problem. The question is, what is your solution? That is what you go to politics to do is to advocate yes. for what you think is the solution to that. This, yes. you've, yeah, you're at the step before, and that's that's fine. I again, I'm he's a child, but he's not a child. He's 19. I'm allowed. I mean, yeah. Do you remember the new liberals? Does this ring a bell? Yes, that's right. Yes. And they were all they're similar vibes. Such yes, similar except vibes. Except Victor is in his fifties and is a fucking adult yeah, lawyer. But they picked so all those hot someone... young candidates. Remember? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I interviewed Victor Clyde for my last podcast, and he really believed that they were going to win, like lots of. Lots of seats, um, and they didn't even come close. I mean, I guess they stood in the election that the teal thing sort of also happened. So I guess maybe if the teals didn't happen in their case, they probably would have filled that particular role. But um, maybe, yeah, this was an adult man who'd worked in like refugee rights and stuff. Was a high-powered lawyer who was seriously who didn't seem to recognize the yeah the realities of, of class of wow um, the way politics works and the kind of fights that you have to have and sincerely believed that with good intentions and good policies uh that was enough for people to sort of see and and, and it was a good idea to start an entirely new party rather than yeah. try and join oh i don't know the greens <laughs> his big thing with the greens that victor klein this is from the new liberals was like oh well they don't believe in mmt whereas we're an mmt party we've therefore we've got all the money what is that what does it mean to believe in mmt who cares whether you believe in it or not what does that mean like fuck off <laughs> So why, I mean, I think maybe we know the answer to this, but why Why wouldn't Thomas Rex Dolan just join the Greens? Why Why start this whole new party? Why aren't these people just joining the Greens to do the things that, broadly speaking, apart from those few exceptions that we talked about, surely the Greens are the party for this, this motherfucker and other Gen Z people, no? Do you think? Do you think that he shares the Greens' politics? Doesn't sound like no, it to me. It really, does he? But, but he's, why is he saying yeah. all these things? He's pretending to because he acknowledges that the party that is the most successful with young people because they actually do have policies that reflect the interests of young people is yeah. the Greens. And so he's trying to make it sound like the Greens, even though he doesn't actually agree with it because he's like, there's an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people can find out more themselves, genzparty.com, if you want to sign up. Um... Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> well... Greens.org.au. What I mean is go to the website and have a laugh because <laughs> it's a funny website. Yeah, okay. Um, and any Zoomers, all to all our beautiful Gen Z Zoomers listeners, we love you. This is the place for you. Gen Z, don't listen to podcasts. Actually, no, I'm sure we've got a few. The younger ones, though, podcasts are out. What, what are they replacing them with? Just TikToks? You, yeah, TikTok, YouTube, I don't know, Twitch, who knows. 
Well, good luck, good luck to Thomas Rex Dolan. Yeah. Maybe the kids are not all right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, it's the final day of 2023, everyone. Thoughts, Emerald? 2023, thumbs up or down? What do thumbs you reckon? Thumbs down. Sorry, I put a grape in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> How many have you got? You this is a second laugh. No, I haven't. This is, I've got one more okay. after this. That'll be 12. Um, look, I know that there has been some personal ups and downs for you this year, but you, you're also applying that to generally mm. world events, etc. It's been a shit show, hasn't it? I do think, I mean, Gaza just makes it pretty bad. <laughs> I think the last few months. Yeah. In particular. October. I think we mentioned at the time, but yeah, for me, it was like, yes, Gaza war breaks out. Cal Wilson, my friend, the beautiful comedian dies. And then that Saturday is the, uh, the no result. Oh, yeah the referendum it was like yes that was quite quite the fortnight i was seriously trying to think of good things that happened and um i was quite i was sort of struggling personally personally I had some nice things happen but who cares about that i mean <laughs> I Mat- the matilda's doing well that was, was a like nice a moment nice wasn't moment. it and then they lost yep. so <laughs> <laughs> goodbye everybody <laughs> do you think it's been a good year for the greens I actually, I do think actually the housing stuff was pretty cool. Mm. I think that that whole campaign and the way that the negotiations on that bill played out was like very intense, but it was really mm. cool to watch. And I think that the Greens did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Does that balance out losing Lydia Thorpe, the referendum campaign, um, and maybe one How or two do you, other? How do you? But what I mean, balance out not so like. Good yeah. Well, it's all over now. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and something that I enjoyed that I, I'm interested to run by you because I think we can, you know, it's a time of reflection as we head into 2024. Look back at the year that was and thankfully to keep us entertained for all the shit show of the year, people continue to share their horrible takes and opinions on social mm. media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's this guy, Jeremiah Johnson, at Jeremiah D. Johns on Twitter slash X who collates the worst tweets of the year. Thank you, Jeremiah Johnson. Every year I run a contest called the World's Worst Tweets Bracket. I spend the year collating the most deranged tweets humanity has to offer and then pit them against each other, tournament style, until we've crowned an ultimate worst tweet of the year. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's like a bracket thing. So two horrible tweets put together and then he gets people to vote and he gets something like 23,000 votes per per section. So I think it's been going for a while and people are quite invested in it. And I am very grateful that he's doing this work. I, I looking through his sort of politics, he's a liberal. He has a, li- a little, little neoliberal. Sorry? Big L or little? No, sorry, a small L. Yeah. He's okay. an L. But he's got the little, you know, that little globe emoji in his oh, Twitter profile, that what which that I've means? seen. Well, I've seen, t- I've seen that used by neoliberals, people who own the, the term neoliberal. Yeah. They're like, we are That's neoliberals. Strange. We think it's actually good. Ugh. So. That's kind of interesting, but would describe themselves as socially progressive, of course. Yeah, okay, okay, sure. And generally in terms of the kind of content of the tweets he's going for, like it is pretty widespread. He's got tweets from insane funny tweets from people who are extremely woke. That's sort of a recurring theme, okay. people who take, you know, wokeness to excess and also people saying horrific right-wing and dumb things as well. So I, I'd say there's a decent spread there. but I And I think the general vibe of these uh, tweets are like, Yes, when people have an unfiltered platform and can just say whatever's in their head, sometimes that gets to some very weird places, particularly if they're particularly invested in in um, 
or take their politics extremely seriously. Okay. Um, on certain fronts, I suppose. Okay. Quick question though: What? What are you still on X? Do you still care about it? Is it all? Do we think it's going to play a serious role in anything in twenty twenty four? Ah, I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, like it just seems really hard to shake a dominant social media platform these days. Right. Or Facebook would be long gone, and like it's just is taking so long for these things to die. <laughs> I still have it, and I try to look at it, but it's not. I don't get the um the compulsion to look yeah. at. At X, and I certainly, I actually think since I started doing this podcast, I've tweeted less and less because I feel like I get all my thoughts out here, and then I'm like, no more takes. <laughs> <laughs> no more takes for you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're not on Threads, are you? No, no. That's dead, though, isn't it? Well, it's it suddenly had this massive uh, surge, and then it's pretty much yeah, it's pretty much think, flattening out, yeah. I suppose. But I suppose like. Yeah, if there's a political moment or a political scandal breaking, do I still go to X to I sort do of see actually. what people are saying? Then yeah, yeah, I go look. Yeah. All right, so run through these are some of my highlights, and then we'll get to the two tweets that took out uh, the, the top two and let you know the winner. I okay. will say these are real. Okay, my understanding is that Johnson does quite a good job of. You're going to hear some of these and think clearly this is a bit. This is someone doing a funny joke. Oh, by like real you mean sincere? I mean sincere. Yes, I mean they are people who are tweeting this, yes, sincerely, as you say. They are not doing a okay. bit. Okay, so I, I will just let you know that. Some highlights that made the list of the worst tweets of 2023, according to Jeremiah Johnson, include this one from February uh, when the writer strike was on. This is from user at from the bridge 7 This strike is immoral. These writers should continue working to provide access to the mental health outlet of millions of Americans. People will commit suicide because of this, and these writers will be morally culpable. Uh, um, the <laughs> Netflix? Is that what they mean? Is the mental health outlet of millions of Americans? Yes, the shows, the shows and stories, the shows and movies, TV shows and movies uh, that the writers provide. And the writers are morally culpable that that is mental health treatment in... America. Got it. That, that just can't you are you sure that's sincere? Is verified. It's got a blue check, so it's it a blue check and an upside down smiley face, so who knows? Yeah. Uh that was a good one. Another one here. This is a, a, from the official um Associated Press style book. Okay. I remember this. <laughs> you remember this one at the time. <laughs> Yeah. We recommend avoiding general and often dehumanizing the labels, such as the poor, the the mentally ill, the <laughs> French, <laughs> the disabled, the college educated. The co- Instead, oh, that's dehumanizing. <laughs> the college educated. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> Uh, instead, use wording such as people with mental illnesses and use these descriptions only when clearly relevant. People from France. Yes, <laughs> people living with the Frenchness. Fr- <laughs> people of French experience. <laughs> oh, great work, AP. Great to see you in there. Next one came from Steve Milloy, who is a crazy climate denier who's a fucking idiot, and uh, this is pretty good. <laughs> New York Times airhead Ezra Klein says, clean, abundant energy is the foundation on which a more equal, just, and humane world can be built. Two points. One, wind power made the transatlantic slave trade possible. What? Two, modern clean energy has been a disaster. How? Wait. I'm Explain. Extrapolate. 
I guess that the um the ships that <laughs> that were um, sailing across the ocean with the slaves were powered no, by the wind. No, that's not what he means. Surely. What do you think he means? You mean the wind in the sails of the ships? That's, that that's, is that's how I interpret no. it. Well, tell me the other interpretation, please. I have no idea. I assumed <laughs> I was stupid. I'm pretty what? sure that's it. What other wind oh power God. are you talking about? I mean, I don't know windmills. Had hyd- yeah, the only other renewable energy that sort of predates the industrial revolution is hydroelectricity, like with with mills that would would be um, powered by the by river by flowing water. So yeah. I just have no idea what else he possibly means, but he means wind. Clean and energy, modern quote, clean energy has been a disaster. That's just you just saying things yeah, now. Just saying that. That's a less funny things. bit. The yeah. main focus of the tweet that we really should focus in on <laughs> is that wind power made the transatlantic slave trade possible. Checkmate, Greens. Wow, so true. Stop wind farms. Another good one here from at Richard Hanania. Hanania, apologies, Richard, if I'm mispronouncing your name there. This is a poll. That Are you sure you want his- to apologise after you read the tweet? <laughs> I think he's raising some interesting questions here. This is a poll that he put to his followers. <clears throat> Let's say Jeffrey Epstein wants to have sex with a 14-year-old girl and will pay her $10 million. The money will go I'll into a that. mutual fund that will pay out when she's 21. The girl agrees, as do both of her parents. Should this be allowed? And what? are you male or female? <laughs> Wait. Okay, because I remember seeing this tweet, Yes, but I think even then I was like, this is a fucking ridiculous tweet. And I had mis- misinterpreted the tweet yeah. to be like, oh, they don't have sex until she's 21. No, he's saying no. Jeffrey Epstein pays to have sex to rape the 14-year-old child Yes, for the cost of $10 million. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But the difference is that the $10 million she doesn't get immediately. Yes, it gets into a mutual fund. So between 14 and 21, as she's dealing with the trauma of being raped, of course, this guy, that, that okay. money is being compounded and, and increased. And so it would actually be more money by the time she, she uh, turns 21. He thinks the problem with <laughs> child sex trafficking is A, that it's paid, or which is not but usually, but when it is, it's that the child is too irresponsible to know how to use the money and that's the problem. No, no, no. He's just sort of saying, hey, everyone's like child rape is bad, but, you know, could the harms associated with child rape be outweighed oh. by a substantial financial reward? Like then would uh, it be what okay? is your price? So it's like, this is hey, the, straight like- guy, how much, how much does it cost to suck a dick? It's that, except yeah, hey, it's hey, the, I was going to say, yeah, girl. it's like how much would I have to pay you to eat some dog shit? Like it's What's the libertarian number? version of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. No. And if she and her parents agree, then it can't be that bad. Good tweet. All right, we've got two <laughs> Taylor Swift ones here for you. Oh, okay. This is, this, I'm sort of zeroing in, in on here. I loved you talking about uh, her horrible quotes to uh, Time, by the way. I, uh, did you know, I think that maybe we got bamboozled and fooled and re- reporting fake news. I didn't actually go and look into this, but someone was like, were you able to source that full quote where she's like, I'm collecting the stones, I've got yes. the blah, yeah. and that I had actually thought that was the full quote, but it was a parody building off the initial quote yes. and that full quote wasn't real. Right, you did the <laughs> whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, go on. It was still good. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, this is from user at Syrah Rao. 
uh, Rayo, um, photo of Taylor Swift on the front cover of Time magazine. And uh, this person says, the white American woman billionaire who could end the genocide of Palestinians with an Instagram post is Time Person of the Year. White nonsense, white violence, white love of black and brown genocide. Uh, what? Uh, That's pretty fucked up. If Tay-Tay could finish it all with one post, why wouldn't she just do that, though? I'm torn because it is fucked up that Tay-Tay won't even make a post. Sure. But. but, Who could end the genocide of Palestinians. Yeah, I mean, that's she's powerful. (laughs) I don't know if she's that powerful. I'm not too sure. Well, just try it and give it a go, Taylor. (laughs) Worth worth a crack. That's true. What do you got to lose? Another one for Taylor Swift here. This is from uh, Sarah at big underscore rep 13. I believe Taylor Swift is a closeted non-binary and it is so fucking disrespectful of Swifties to assume Taylor goes by she, her. Like, address Taylor as they, them. Taylor has never confirmed their pronouns are she, her. It's really not that hard to be fucking disrespectful. No, to be fucking respectful. respectful and then thumbs up emoji. Thumbs up emotion, sorry. What's <laughs> interesting though is, yeah, like this person is clearly an actual Taylor Swift fan, unless it's mm. a fully fake account. Because the the tag is Big Rep thirteen. Oh wow! Oh, reputate from reputation or whatever. Big reputation, the song, oh. End Game, and thirteen. Taylor Swift's favorite number. Um, oh boy, <laughs> that's very that's very number. basic level knowledge. Uh, also, yeah, a closeted non-binary. <laughs> I like that. that. Feels so gross. <laughs> You're a this non-binary. <laughs> classic. Like how we didn't go into the like the gala rumors nearly enough on our Taylor Swift episode. Everyone's convinced that Taylor Swift is secretly or sending us messages about her being gay, but I haven't actually heard the non-binary one. So, um, Closeted non-binary. It's really not that hard to be fucking respectful. Thumbs up. All right. Almost done here. A couple more. Uh, This was a great one from uh, at Krista Peterso. Worm sighted. Use the the name on the screen. Worm sighted. Worm sighted. How many militant groups were founded by a wheelchair user and have another commanding their military operations? A lot of disability representation in Hamas. Now, this is the one that I, I, I seriously do struggle to think, as if that's not you. And this ironic. is from the thread that you reckon that he verifies that they're sincere. Apparently. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's kind of good either way, I think. I think it's, it's either yeah, a good satire sure. or an, or an unhinged yeah. <laughs> contribution to the political debate. True, yeah. All right, the top two, it came down to this. The top two for the worst tweets of 2023. This is from Blood Mustard. Oh, I remember this, yeah. I've always felt it weird that as an audience, we're exposed to intimate moments the characters haven't consented to sharing, making the viewer an accidental voyeur at best, leaving us guilty of some form of sexual crime. I'm not sure which exactly, at worst. And then Rick uh, responded, my friend, you should not read books either. You're experiencing the whole life of characters who didn't consent. A blood mustard replied, I don't. I don't read books. <laughs> Again, I don't know. I'm going to, none of these are real. Sorry. Come on, but Errol, none of these are real. That there are people I, no. dumb enough to tweet such things in this no. world. No, that's, characters aren't real. No. Have you met people? Have, I don't are you know. With people? I just don't, I, but also people like to be funny on the internet. <laughs> Twitter is a website where people like to be funny. And take the piss and fool people, and I will not be fooled. No, I will not be owned. I will no. not be owned. All right, it was down to that one versus this one from Aaron Gross. 
Did the Nazis do anything to their victims that was as horrific as what was done on October 7th? That's an honest question. I don't know Holocaust history. October 7th seems more savage and sadistic than the Nazis, more like ISIS or the Comanches. Oh, yeah, that one's going to... I mean, that's just bad. Now, that's just... Well, you know yeah. that's real because there were so many other takes. I mean, there were, there were there were journalists, fucking Douglas Murray, the psychopath, is literally sort of saying, hey, the Nazis, at least the Nazis felt bad about their crimes. Israel itself is constantly trying to say, you know, these guys are worse than the Nazis. Like that same discourse, and yeah, and I that was actually the real. successful. That was that one. That was the worst tweet of twenty twenty three. Yeah, I think good. because it summarized and indicated the level of insane discourse that we see we've seen Fuck. in the uh, Israel's war on Gaza. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, a worthy winner. Not as funny, but uh, yes, but a worthy winner indeed to sum up the shit show that was. 2023. One last mention. Uh, this is one that uh, Johnson tweeted afterwards, after it all been all the voting being closed. He's like, "Man, I'm so sad that this one didn't make it because this this had real top four energy." <laughs> this is a tweet from Healer. Trigger warning slash disturbing rant. My cat Snow, who was vegan for her entire life, ate my hamster while I wasn't at home. As a cat lover, I'm devastated. I don't think I'll ever own a cat again. On my way to the vet right now to have her euthanized and I'm bored my eyes out. It hurts. Goodbye, Snow. <laughs> now, I don't know whether they're getting them euthanized <laughs> because the As cat like, has like, to be put down after the eating death the hamster. penalty? <laughs> <laughs> implemented the death penalty for their pets. Oh, wonderful stuff. Thank you to all the entrants. Thanks. Thank you to Jeremy Johnson yeah. for putting this together. Please Look, follow me nominees. at Tom C. Ballard. I will never make it uh, to the worst tweets of the year, but I'm doing my best out there. Oh, um, I have a Twitter as well. It's Emerald X Moon. There you go. Please follow us, everyone. Great I make, work. I, I tweet good, good ones sometimes. You're very funny. When You're I great. get around to it. I'm busy. The end of its knee. Thank God that it's here. It's been a pretty shit. Well, that's us done for 2023, Emerald Moon. What do you think about that? I'm eating the last grape. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Call to action. We just want to plant some seeds because 2024 has shitloads of elections going on. There's going to be a presidential mm-hmm. election. There'll probably be a general election in the UK. I think they have to have one before January 2025, but oh. uh, that'll probably happen next year. In Australia, the latest that the next Australian federal election could take place is September 27th, 2025, but of course it could be called in 2024. Do you think it is, mm. Emerald, prediction now? I'm always a anti-early election believer. Everyone's always like, they could call it early, and I think not, but... After being wrong about Anastasia Palaszczuk resigning as Premier in Queensland, I started questioning my my radar and my kind of, you know, being the oracle. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be early. There is going to be a by-election for the federal seat of Dunkley after the recent death of Labor MP Peter Murphy. Uh, she very mm. sadly passed away. So there will be a federal by-election in that seat. It will almost certainly stay in Labor hands. But elections in 2024 across the country. In Queensland, you got the local elections. you got Brisbane Mayor, Gold Coast Mayor. That's in March. Of course, we got John O'Shea Ranganathan running for Brisbane Mayor for the Greens and a bunch of other candidates running in wards. That's happening in March. Your state election in October. Yeah. 
there will be a by-election in the state of Anala for um, yeah. Palaszczuk's uh, seat. But again, that's pretty solidly Labor, I assume. Yeah. New South Wales had their local elections in September. Tasmania have periodic elections for two legislative council seats in Hobart and Prosser at some oh. point of the year. Okay. Uh, former Greens leader Cassie O'Connor has said she's going to be contesting the seat of Hobart, the upper okay. up the house there. There was a general election in the Northern Territory in August, mm-hmm. and in ACT they have their general election in October as well. Wowee. Election fever, baby. So if you like the Greens and the stuff we bang on about on the show and you want to volunteer, you can always do that. Greens.org.au slash volunteer. Always need volunteers and candidates (laughs) and people who are prepared to get out there and fight the good fight for the stuff that you believe in for the Greens. So maybe consider doing that. And help yourself feel better as we always, it's the only thing that makes you feel better is talking (laughs) to to voters, to be honest. I got to get out there and do more of it in 2024. Also events, uh, greens.org.au slash events. That includes stuff like door knocking, campaigns, letter drops and that stuff, campaign events too. Um, you can look directly in your local area and see if your local Greens party is doing stuff. Um, and, yeah, let's do the revolution in 2024, I reckon. That'd be good. All right. Yeah, I'll schedule it in. <laughs> uh, look, I know that you've got your New Year's Eve parties to go to and everything, but stop, halt, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts before you go. Have you know if you drink, have a few beers beforehand, so you're all kind of lubed up and say even nicer things about us. Uh, lubed up. <laughs> is that what you say in the drinking world? <laughs> um, whatever you guys do, and support the show on Patreon if you can as well. It's only three bucks a month. You get bonus content. There'll be more of that coming out, even though we are technically on break as we speak. But there will be Patreon content for you. You can follow us at Serious Danger AU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. There's links, etc., at seriousdangerpod.com, including the remaining, if there's any left, shirts. There may be one or two remaining when you go and look. And there's probably still stickers. Uh, until next time, see you next year. See you next year, mate. That's never <laughs> annoying. Thanks for everything in uh, 2023, Emerald. And Michael the Griff Griffin. Thanks, we made it to Thanks, 100 Griff. episodes. We did it mm. all together. Here's to we did it. Many more podcasting successes in the new year. So true. As they say. Bye. Bye. Serious danger, Australia.